Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business, and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. I was sitting there, it was 2016, my dad was visiting me from Canada, and then I got a call while I was at work, my brother had taken his own life. You know, I always said to myself, oh wow, our family's lucky, we've never gone through anything like this, and then all of a sudden that happened, which was devastating, I had to break the news to my dad, which was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life, and to see the reaction on his face was something that I'll never forget and I I wish I could forget but I can't Alright guys, it's going to be another cool episode. I'm bringing in Lance Isios, and we're going to talk about his journey and the story of trying to make it to the NHL and then a life that ensued after that and as usual, man, the second half of this, we get deep. So enjoy this episode, guys. It's going to be a good one. Here we go, guys. It's going to be another killer episode. I'm Donnie Bovine, bringing you another fun guest today. I'm bringing in Lance Isios, and we're going to talk about his story and his crazy ride, man. So strapping in, hold it on. So Lance, welcome to the show, brother. Tell us your story. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, let's go back a bit. I pretty much, you know, grew up trying to become an NHL hockey player. That was my hopes and dreams. And, you know, I worked my ass off to get there. And along the way, I had a lot of hills and valleys, as people do, trying to chase that pro dream. But I hit a point in my life where I made some stupid decisions around the time where I was 19 and 20. I was just on the cusp. I experimented with steroids and it really it really screwed up my body and i put on way too much weight and muscle and i anyways i went into training camp for pretty much my the last season for me to really make it or break it and my coach pretty much looked at me like you know what the hell are you doing and so from there i you know it costed me my career along with all the partying and and crap that you, i got mixed up in in that time as well I was left pretty pretty distraught, wondering, you know, why this happened. Here I wanted to make it to pro hockey, but, you know, I wanted to do whatever it took, and, you know, it obviously affected me. But now I look back, and I realize that was a gift. I'm glad that didn't happen. So that took me down a road of a, a lot of partying, a lot of stuff that I felt I missed out with over the years, you know, when you're, when you're playing and when you're going into a sport and you're totally committed, you miss out a lot of stuff. And a lot of people go through this. So when I finished, I went through all that stuff that I didn't, that I thought I was missing, but it really, it wasn't stuff that I really thought like after you've experienced it, it really is nothing. And so, you know, I, I got into different jobs, different work, trying to f- find my way, trying to figure out what it is I wanted to do. So then eventually, after trial and error of a lot of different things, I got into the bar and hospitality industry, which I I loved because I could, you know, meet people, go out for drinks and pretty much be toxic and it's okay, you know, and (laughs) when you're a young young kid, you're a teenager in your 20s, 
it's amazing how you, you, when you take that opportunity and, and all of a sudden you're getting paid to socialize and make money and all this stuff. So it was great, but that has a price as well. So there was good, the bad. I took that on. I moved to Australia after many years of bartending. I mean, I, you know, bars all over the place. Lots of fun, but lots of uh, dark times as well. A lot of depression, a lot of anxiety that, that came from that. So yeah, I sold everything. When I was 29, I was almost 30. I was living in Vancouver, BC, Canada, and I sold everything. My roommate, we moved to Australia. I ended up staying there for five years. I got into bartending there which I tried to get out of but it's kind of I got sucked back into the industry and then the only way I could really stay there was get into management so that allowed me to explore the country which is great but the party scene in Australia I don't know if anybody listening has been there it's it's pretty uh it's pretty full on and it's pretty let's say like everybody likes to have fun over there which is which is great <laughs> but for me that kind of accelerated all the, the demons inside of me to another level. So that was one part of it. So I was living this toxic lifestyle, didn't really know, still upset about what happened in my hockey career. And then the real stuff started. So, you know, I was sitting there, it was 2016. My dad was visiting me from Canada. And then I got a call while I was at work. And I got a call that my, my brother had taken his own life. Yeah. So, I had never dealt with I had never dealt with something that close to home with death. I was very fortunate before. You know, I always said to myself, "Oh, wow, our family's lucky. We've never gone through anything like this." And then all of a sudden that happened, which was devastating. I had to break the news to my dad, which was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life, and to see the reaction on his face was something that I'll never forget and I I wish I could forget, but I can't. And it was very tough. So we had to we had to get together and really figure things out. And he was distraught. There were some problems in our family. He hadn't seen him, communicated with him as much as he liked to. I had a crazy stepmother growing up that pretty much controlled everything. Every toxic situation could possibly happen in that family happened. So she made it really difficult on my dad, which led to massive stress and led, led to him you know, obviously not being able to see him. So once that happened, we went back, went back to trying to be normal. But then within that year, as well as losing a lot of my grandparents within that span, within a couple of years, my dad out of nowhere got pancreatic cancer within, you know, that I think it was 18 months, not even. He got this cancer and he was having these pains and we didn't really, I didn't understand it. I was in Australia, he's in Canada. And then I got the news saying, he had cancer, so I had to be home in two days and or in the day. And he basically, I got there that day. I saw him for about five hours. I literally watched him just go from being conscious to just dead. What the hardest things I've ever had to deal with. And yeah, you know that that all happened in such a such a short period of time. You know, and to just step back a little bit in the beginning of 2017. So my brother was 2016. My dad was 2017. I decided because of what had happened with my brother and the toxic life I was living, I decided to take a year off the booze. So I had to clear my head and, and all that stuff just to sort of, you know, move forward and try and, you know, figure out what I'm going to do. And I look back now and if I hadn't been off the booze for my dad's death, 
I, I really don't think I could have got through it and handled it like I did. So it's a blessing that for some reason I decided that year that I was just going to take a break from it all. And fortunately that happened with my dad and I had a lot of stuff to deal with with my brother, you know, things, it was, I, it was, it was just unbelievable how much stuff you got to take care of, you know, in that situation. Right. And I, everybody has to go through it at some point. And so that kind of set me off on a, on a journey where I started to assess my life. I started to really look at like, what am I doing here? Am I doing something for myself? Am I doing something that has value? And I, I just took inventory of my life and realized that, being in bars and working in that environment isn't serving me and it's not serving others that I could potentially affect and I could help in the best way. So I decided to go on a journey of, 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 you know, looking into that, digging deep and deciding, you know, to go on a new journey and, and which led me to a lot of different opportunities. And now I'm back in Canada and yeah, so that kind of leads us to where we are now. Wow, dude. Hold on. So let's, let's talk about this a little bit. Holy crap, brother. You know, what a hell of a ride. It's kind of wild. You and I have some of the similar stories. No hockey for me. Um, I, I can barely put on ice skates. But, for you know, went into the Marine Corps because of I was heading down stupid places doing, you know, the things I shouldn't have been doing. Got home, got worse into it, ran away to St. Louis trying to get away from myself, got worse into it, more drugs, more alcohol, more of that lifestyle, came back home, found myself in bartending, got worse into it. You know, it just seems like everything kept keeps escalating as you go along because at some point you, I mean, I, I don't know for you, but for me, it was, I got this, you know, there's no big deal. You know, I, you know I've got this, I got a handle on it. You know, it's, it's no worries, no anything else. And, what I finally realized for me is my story is, you know, I was just trying to run away from myself. You know, I didn't want to face my own demons. I didn't want to face my own rise. And it wasn't until luckily I found my wife for me. And that was kind of that light that said, all right, dude, it's time to freaking grow up. Right. It's time to figure yeah. this life out. So holy cow, Canada, Australia, um, hockey, the whole nine yards, what was that ride like? I mean, there's the positives, there's the negatives, but what a hell of a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, my entire, I mean, I'm 34 now, so I was there, oh no, I'm 35 now. So I was there for five years, but my entire 20s leading up to that was was just, was a lot of fun. Let's say that, you know, my I traveled and all that. But yeah, like you said, you feel like you're running away from something and it's like you're just trying to put a Band-Aid on all these things and, and the booze kind of helped that. But, yeah, anyways, there were so many positives in such a ride to be able to go to Australia and to be able to experience that country. And there was just, you know, I don't want to make it sound like my whole experience there was negative because I met some amazing people and I had probably the best chunk five years of my life there. And, you know, you take the good with the bad. And, and I really believe that, all these bad, all these negative things that they may seem negative, they're actually gifts to you. You learn because if everything's going perfect all the time, you're not growing, you're not learning. And as easy it is to cruise through life, just, you know, on co-pilot and not have these things, you're not growing. And I'm just so grateful that I had that feeling. I remember sitting in bed in Sydney and I had, I had come home after, you know, staying out two nights in a row, to coming home at 5 a.m. and like lying there. I had the worst heartburn, you know, like anxiety, just sweating and just knowing like, like, why, what am I doing? And the only way I could get through it was to get up and have a drink 
And after those feelings, and then that's what kind of puts me back into that position of thinking about what it was like to be in that position. And I'm glad I felt those things because it, it projected me forward to want to do something different. And I, I truly believe that the journey is what it's all about, you know, and it's, yeah, I'm with you. You know, and I think often, you know, like I'll, I'll speak for myself. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you know, for me, I think there was always that sense of there's something more right? And, you know, that I should be bigger, I should be doing more things. And I think for me, it was partly, you know, I want to try this, I want to get this. And at times, it felt like you were doing that thing, right? You felt like you were sitting in that spotlight, you know, working the bigger bars or whatever else, right? You know, you kind of get that that vibe. But somewhere in the back of your head, you're fighting that whole notion, right? Yeah, you nailed it. It's like you're you're on the spotlight. And I've tried to explain that to people, you nailed it perfectly. So what I was chasing was that hockey, that like on the spotlight feeling, oh, that's gone. So I need that, I need that feeling again. So bartending, it was like, everyone's on you, it's busy, you get that rush. It was like, I know exactly, you're on that, you get on this like sort of high or something. Yeah. And I totally agree with you on that. Like, Well, I mean, yeah. you know, and bartending is one of those jobs. I mean, if you're in the cool nightclubs and stuff like I got to work into, sounds like you got to work into, you know, people come up and, you know, you control that room for a moment, right? Because nobody's getting drinks. Nobody's partying unless they got to come through you. So it's the power of, you know, you're working the crowd. You're, you know, making sure the right drinks are. You're making sure the big tippers get their drinks first, you know, and you're yeah. doing that that whole ride. And it's 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 almost like you're orchestrating that crowd so there's a lot of power in that moment and it's unfortunate that you can have such a high profile type thing and it's only a bartender i know it's as as silly as that it say is but it's the lifestyle that comes along with it yeah yeah totally and you know what i learned this is the thing about that industry is you learn so much the, the shit that you deal with and the people and man, the good people, the scumbags, the, you know, it's amazing what you learn. And I, I just have so much respect for people who work in that industry because you put up with so much shit and you, you deal with, and you got to face a lot of stuff. It's like, you got to face these people that you know are going to be rude to you. And you do, you can get to control the room. And I really learned about energy in that space as well. You can literally, I felt like I could literally either light up the room or suck the life out of them. Right. You start to learn the power of people and how they can affect your team and the whole energy. And, and that environment is all about energy. If you're not getting good energy, who wants to sit there and drink, right? You know, it's so funny because I never thought about it is, you know, I had a group of friends. We all bartended together and a couple of us, man, we'd love to work the damn crowds. Right. And our bars we top. Then we had one buddy that was just like this high stress guy that, you know, when 11 o'clock hits and the club gets really grinding, we're all thriving. Right. This is our time for him, though. That was like stress city, you know, and his crowds just weren't as big because he's like this ball of stress and energy and we're like, screw it shots. Let's do it. We're doing a shot with you, you know? And, and you know, it's wild. I never thought about that, that energy perspective. And, you know, I don't want to glorify bartending, but it was one of the funnest times in my life to go through that portion because I remember one night we bartended and they had done the UFC had come through town. And so all of a sudden we're sitting there and a fighter that I'd seen on TV walked up to me. And I'm like, dude, you want a drink? He goes, dude, I just want a sandwich. I'm hungry as hell. You know, it was just, it was just weird because <laughs> you get to meet so many different people. But so yeah. you go through this ride and then you go through a couple of tough tragedies that just suck. Losing your brother, losing your dad, you know, and 
you're in foreign countries, which makes it even worse trying to, to cope and deal with this. How much did that impact the trajectory of your journey? Hugely. Well, you know, the first, my brother's death, I think, was a wake-up call, which, which sent me down the road. So I was already making a change before my dad passed. But once my dad passed, it really just sort of set it into stone. Like, okay, I need to, like, life is, like, we're not here forever, you know? Nobody's getting out alive. Let's be honest. We, we're, we're all not here forever, right? So when you got people that just dropping like that, family, you start to really, you got to look at a mirror and go, okay, shit, like, wh- like what am I doing here, right? I'm in my, thir- I'm in my 30s, you know, like, am I going to make an impact or am I not, you know? Am I going to just let my life slip away and, or am I going to take control of it? And I mean, we're all faced with that. We all have the same amount of time in a day. We all have the same, it's a different story. Some people go through more, some people go through less. And it was really kind of where I said, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to try my best to be the best human I can be and be the best service I can be. And that's kind of the direction I've been. Has it been easy? No, it's tough because you go, we're programmed so much to go backwards with our old habits that I've found myself having to reinforce all the time about, you know, I'm not that person anymore. You know, I'm not that person, but you know, it's human. You can't get too upset with yourself. You got to let it go and just keep working on it. And it's it's, it's always a process, a journey, you know? And I love that. Cause I mean, that's the whole point of my show is I believe everybody's got a story. We're all on a journey and the power in that journey coming from Joseph Campbell's angle is, is 100% coming back and teaching everything that you've learned which I think is a powerful thing, which it sounds like that's a lot of what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm trying, trying to just, well, I, I don't want to say try. I am, you know, I'm working towards it. I'm putting in the, the time and the steps that needs to happen. And, and I'm, you know, some days you don't frustrate it more than others, but you know, it's uh, the journey. You got to love the journey. You got to love the pains as much as the successes. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Walk us through a little bit, all these life lessons and everything you've learned, what are you doing now with that? I mean, what's the career? What's the what's the trajectory of everything you're doing? Yeah, so basically I wanted to create freedom for myself. So, you know, I had looked into different people, you know, winning online, right? Lots of people, there's all this stuff online. People, oh, I got this, I got that. So I started to look at like how how is this happening, right? So and I, I just understood, like, after working for somebody and working in management and bars, I didn't have control of my, my life. I got to work all the fun days I have to work. I got to work late nights and all, all this kind of crap, you know, you're sitting there. And I, I just decided I need to find something better, something that's going to fulfill me. And, you know, I, I want to work for myself. So I got into the online space and now I'm part of a platform where, you know, we do Facebook advertising and we sort of you know, target people who want to change in their life, you know, who, you know, who either make too, don't make enough money or have a good job, but don't have enough freedom or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's, everybody's got their own reason. And, you know, we look for people like that. We teach them how to create their own business, become a self-sufficient entrepreneur, you know, by being themselves, not by being anybody else, not flashing money around, none of that crap, just showing themselves and, and, and being themselves and then providing them the tools to, you know, create freedom. And then, you know, we also provide them with a company that they can choose to invest in for whatever reason they want or not. And yeah, so it's, it's basically affiliate marketing. There's lots of different affiliate programs out there, but that's the thing is like, it's really about 
it's not about I'm not going to say it's not about making money because people that say that I don't believe that it's about helping people create things for themselves and of course the, the end result will be making money but there's so much more to that and I'm realizing that the work that I need to do on myself and I have been that so many other people need that as well so that stuff is kind of what you work on first and that creates the wealth for you you know down the road so that's kind of the journey I'm on, you know, yeah. just I'm building awareness. I just created a podcast as well. So I'm just lots of stuff to just create awareness, you know, and to help be a service to people. Right now, I love that. And, you know, and here, here's why is, as you said it right there, almost in the middle towards the end is not a lot of people spend enough time focusing on what makes them tick. You know, I can say up to the age of 27, I didn't care. Right. You know, I'd found success in some corporate America stuff. I had bounced around, but I didn't care what was going on in my own mind. You know, I just knew it was move forward. And it wasn't until later in life that I started figuring out that the more I work on me, the more successes come through the door. Because a lot of people do the lifestyle you and I lived, which is that rubber band where you go see a little bit of success and then you slingshot right back to where you were. Because you never fix the problem, you're putting the Band-Aid over the top of the rubber band, hoping that will fix whatever's moving forward, which comes down, you know, that's the key in life. Yeah, exactly. And there's just so many factors that you just need self-awareness. I mean, Gary Vee says it all the time, you know, you got to understand where you're at, right? You know, you got to know what you're good at, double down on what you're good at, but you also got to know, like, the things that are holding you back. And there's, you just chip away at them, right? Like, I mean, I've been working on my uh, some hypnotherapy stuff as well and some optimizing stuff. And a lot of people, I don't know if they know much about it, but I want to get to the root of my subconscious. I want to get to the root of what are these things that are these programs that are that are installed. And I want to try and remove that faulty belief system because a lot of it is just conversations we have with ourselves, these bad conversations, and they hold us back from doing things. Still does to this day, you know, and it's just constantly you got to kind of reinforce you know, what you want to do. And it's just a never ending process. And I just think the first step is people just to be aware that, you know, well, where am I at? You know, what do I want to do? What am I good at? And, and, and start from there, you know? Right. No, I like to, and to add on that, people are too busy looking for that shortcut, right? They're, they're too busy looking for the easy route. What they don't realize is it's actually going through it that allows you to become who you need to be. And, you know, Jim Rohn has the, my, my favorite quote of all time is, is don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. And I love that because it's, it's just the reinforcement of, you know, you've got to go get punched in the face by life. Because if you're not, you're not trying. You're not going big enough. You're not shaking it hard enough to figure out where am I going? What's that maneuver and move? You've got to get after it and, and see what turns up. And I love Gary because he talks a lot about this. I can't say I agree with everything he throws out there, but he's he's making a movement of people that are willing to take bigger risks turning them into workaholics, but, you know, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. I think there's a balance. I, I'm not all about the hustle until you've dropped dead kind of, I'm not, that's not what I'm about. I like the hustle. I like, you know, the, but you got to understand that it's just like when you go to the gym and you work out the days you're growing are the days you take off. Right. Yeah. So you got to look at it like that. You know, you got to hustle, but then you also got to value the time to relax 
take it easy, spend time with people you care about, you know, breathe, do things that you enjoy to raise your vibrations. I truly believe in that because I think too much hustle isn't, isn't, there's, you know, the days you want to hustle, hustle, but don't overdo it, right? Yeah. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, and, you know, not to bash on Gary by any means, but the biggest no. critic that you hear out there is, you know, he's touting I'm a good dad, this, that, and the other, but how can you be a great dad when you're, you're, never seeing your kids you know that's always it runs through my head every time i don't have kids but but that's just tough to do so you're talking a lot about energy in hypnotherapy i've had a couple guys in the show walk us through some of that stuff and it's a crazy world for me it's something that i've never um explored i take that back i did have one hypnotist on the show and i told him my story of visiting a hypnotist and I laughed at the guy through the entire process, and I really wanted it to work. You know, talk to us a little bit about that world and, and the energy side of things. Well, the the thing is, is I think there's a lot more that you need to do first before there, there's a lot of stuff that I've been working on myself through. Let's start with like meditation and and practicing gratitude first. That is the first step to anything. If you can't sit still with yourself and your thoughts then you need to figure it, you need to start because that is where it all starts before the hypnotherapy, before any of that stuff. Because if you can't sit still with yourself, how are you going to have somebody else tap into your, 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 your subconscious? Hey guys, it's Donnie here. And I just want to let you know that we've recently launched a content development company. And this company helps people get social content. You know you need to put out a lot of content nowadays to get engagement out there in all your social platforms. But we've come up with a really cool way to help you get videos, blog posts, memes, social posters, and infographics for you know, whatever social site you need. So check us out at successchamps.us and learn more about how you can get social content for your social media. Support for this podcast comes from Point Blank Safety Services and Blue Family Fund. Blue Family Fund, helping dependents of law enforcement families on their journeys. Blue Family Fund is a nonprofit that raises funds and offers financial support through higher education scholarships for dependents of law enforcement officers and by providing financial assistance for families of fallen law enforcement officers. Every dollar donated will go to the families of police officers, either through scholarships to dependents of police officers or as aid to fallen officers' families. Visit us at bluefamilyfund.com. You're listening to Donnie Success Champions, where I believe Everybody is on a journey. Life is all about the stories you can tell and teach later. You're going to hear the stories of people who have overcome hardships, failures, and life to find success along their journey. Practicing gratitude, reinforcing what you're grateful for and why every single day is super important. That's been a, the, probably the number one factor in my life. You know, I have books full of gratitude of writing it down and really feeling it and getting into that, that space. And, you know, I don't know the science behind the actual reason why that helps, but over and over the, the, the people having success say the same thing. And I feel better when I'm grateful for what I have and the journey. I, I wait after I finish, I feel better, you know. And then so after doing that kind of stuff for a while, 
really feeling good and improving. Then I kind of wanted to go deeper, right? So I wanted to kind of understand why I still having problems with certain areas. Why, what's holding me back? And so, you know, I started to see a clinical hypnotherapist and optimization coach that works with a lot of our community. He's amazing. And we sit and we breathe and we talk about, first of all, what do I think is an issue? You know, so we talk about my, you know, family stuff, stuff that I'm holding on to. And he basically just, you know, we go into sort of a trance and we talk about how to get rid of that and, and through programming, you know, telling yourself, you know, what you want to be and, and the constant affirmations of your subconscious mind, hearing, hearing that, you, have beco- you eventually become that. So there's a certain amount of relaxation and trance that you need to tap into your subconscious mind which is very interesting because we know very little on that subject. And I don't think we give it enough credit. And I mean, some people may think it's woo-woo, but I mean, whatever, right? Well, you know, the people that think it's woo-woo, I would challenge how many times have they laid in their bed, right? And it's morning and they're just starting to wake up, but they're not fully awake and they get the aha moments because that's my number one time for me to get them hit. You know, it happened to me this morning on the way up and I'm like, damn it, there's what I've been looking for. So. You can look at it as woohoo, but people put themselves in a trance life state. And I'm not a hypno guy. I'm, I'm a skeptic as hell on everything, yeah. but there's got to be something there because I find myself in those type of states, not on a regular, but it does happen. And whether it be when I'm first waking up or whatever, but everybody's experienced that portion of their life where they're driving down the road and they get to their destination and they don't remember the drive. Because they've put themselves in that trance-like state. So it can't be completely woohoo. No, definitely. Like, the thing is, is what, this is what he says. The conversations you have with yourself, right? Like, what we are and what we think is the things we tell ourselves, right? The reinforcements, the affirmations. Like, if you're going to tell yourself, I can't do this, I can't do that, this person's going to think this, you're just going to be that person. The more that you can tell yourself, whether it be you or somebody else, that you have your affirmations of what you want to be and who you want to be. And the more you program yourself that, the more you hear it, the more you become that. Because we become who we are because of the things that we tell ourselves or what other people. Somebody might have said, oh, hey, Johnny, you suck at that. And you're like, oh. And then you take that for the rest of your life and you say that you suck at it. And really, there's, it's only because you're telling yourself that. So I feel like there's so much weird, crazy programming that we have that to have somebody to come in and be able to, you know, put you in a state that you're more uh, susceptible to taking in information, I think is super powerful. But that as well as you being, it's not like you just do that and then that's it. It's like, you got to work, you got to be doing the stuff on yourself. And then that is like another piece of the pie that can really tap in. That's yeah. my opinion on it. No, I, and I agree with that. The only, the only weird thing that I always throw in there, and this was a, something that was taught to me by a buddy of mine, is you can't think yourself completely to somewhere. And his, his analogy was always, my brother's six foot four and weighs 300 pounds. It doesn't matter how many times he says I want to be a jockey, he's never going to be a horse jockey unless they're going to race freaking Clydesdales. So there is limitations to it. And the point of it is really to come back to, you know, it's it's about breaking free of your self-limiting beliefs, right? Yeah, totally. And a lot of the things, 
a lot of the conversations that we have are really stupid and minor stuff, right? Like it's not, I mean, you know, if I said, yeah, I want to be an astronaut and just thought I'd wish that it's going to happen. That's not, that's not how it works, right? You you need to have those things, but you need to put it into action. You need to have a plan, a step-by-step way to do it. It's not just like you wish and things are going to happen, right? And a lot of the times, People that say that it doesn't work is like they've never actually tried the simple things, right? The simple stuff. And it's the simple conversations that we're having that are the ones that are the most the, the most serious to hurting us. Even myself, you know, I have always have a problem and I don't even like to say it because I'm working on it, but caring about what people think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you, you, especially in our world of social media, I hesitate sometimes putting stuff out or going and doing a go live because I care about what people think. And it's like, well, why do I care what people think? I mean, like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, right. it's like for some reason, there's something up there telling me that, hey, uh, this guy that you used to play hockey with back in 2002 is going to care and, and, and laugh or something. You know what I mean? And we, I think we all go through that kind of stuff. And it's those silly conversations, those minor things that, that really hold us back. I mean, it did for me. I can't speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I think you're right. You know, and here's the interesting thing about all of this. And I think this is where people struggle is they sit down and say, okay, I'm going to meditate. And then, you know, it's the first time I've ever tried it and it doesn't work. Okay. That's stupid. Okay. I'm going to journal. They sit down, they journal for two or three days. And then the fourth day, they don't remember the journal and they're like, okay, that didn't work. They say, okay, I'm going to use mantras. I'm going to use, you know, whatever. And they try it for a little while that doesn't work. The reason I think a lot of times it doesn't work is, is two factors. One, they've never learned discipline. Okay, and which I think is huge. But the second thing is the mindset going into it. Because I know when I first learned how to journal, I sucked at it. And, dude, I would read books on it. I would devour videos on it, everything trying to learn journal because all of my coaches and mentors were like, Donnie, you got to journal. You can't find success without journaling. And I'm like, guys, I've tried. It just doesn't work for me. And then one morning, for whatever reason, I had this whole epiphany that my problem wasn't that – I couldn't journal, but I was journaling to prove it didn't work versus changing my own mindset to go, okay, let's journal and figure out why it does. And that simple, stupid mind shift moved mountains for me, and journaling became a huge portion of my life because I was seeing breakthroughs because I was freeing my mind up to actually give it a go versus coming from this is stupid, it's never going to work from a mindset, you know, which is huge. Yeah, I mean, we're so used to this instant gratification society, right? Like, if you don't, if you do something, you just want this magical result to happen, and it just doesn't work like that, right? Like, especially meditating. Meditating is literally just observing your thoughts, and you just sit there. And it used to, I used to not be able to do five minutes. I used to go crazy. Now, after a half an hour... The alarm goes off. I think, oh, I thought I just started. It's a, it's profound. Like it's to sit there, and 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 I'm not looking for any reward out of it, right? Like people want to have a reward, or, but it's like, okay, I just need to sit here. And I mean, I think that's the hardest part is is people are looking for some sort of thing. Or the beauty of it, it's like the 30 days from that moment. If you do it, then it just shows up. You know, and you, it's not like there's a big thing that says, hey, I'm here. This is your reward. <laughs> you know, right, like, right, right. Like it shows up in other ways in happiness, how you feel, the people you attract, the situations, you know, money in your bank, whatever it is. I don't know. 
I don't know. I was just like you. I was skeptical. Anyone listening, I mean, I was that whole scene. I would have laughed like when I was my bartending days. I'd be like, "You're crazy." Oh, Yo, dude, you imagine going back to any of your bartending uh, buddies and be like, "Dude, I meditate." Oh, they, <laughs> over the last while, you know, over the last few years, even what I post on Instagram and Facebook, you know, people see and people probably think like the guy's lost it, you know. But I think it's funny <laughs> because if anything, I've gained it. I was right. sleep. I was sleeping. <laughs> like right. over every day you know and now i'm actually awake and i'm like whoa wait wait a minute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and, and you know here's a, an added bonus is i've had a couple of guys on the show i get a lot of veterans on the show because of being a marine but one of my favorite stories was from robert caldill and he talks about you know he's really battling ptsd from the things he saw all over in afghanistan and he was really dealing with it and nothing was working he actually, through meditation, yoga, and smoking a bowl, you know, found himself and was able to silence the noise long enough to come to terms with it, which was, which is an interesting approach. And, you know, I've had other veterans come on that through other means have been able to get off all the pills and the medication and deal with themselves. And meditation just played a huge role in it because a lot of these guys are at the end of the rope. There's, there's no other answer. So this is their hail Mary pass type thing and it works for them. So there's something there. Definitely. Well, I like to put this analogy in. So for gravity, right, we're being held down, but we don't question that, that that works, right? I mean, it's energy is clearly holding us down. It's been proven, you know, so how is that kind of stuff any different, right? right. I mean, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's it's not there. And right. and I just think if you kind of, I love hearing that about the veterans because, man, I those guys, I have so much respect and it, it, it's like I can't even imagine in that, and I I really like uh, Jocko Willing. I um I got his book Discipline Equals Freedom, and he just talks about just the stuff, the shit that he went through, and the deaths, and it's just like to be able to come back and to be able to sit still and meditate and be able to. It takes a strong human being to take those 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 deaths and that experience to be able to go within like i have so much respect for those guys well if you guys want to go see one of the most i think one of the most powerful videos on the internet it's jocko and it is i think it's called good it's like a three minute video and he's just like good you went through that good you went through that good i'm like fuck man yeah (laughs) so he's just his perspective and his discipline and it's Man, I ah, I just and I love when he talks about that kind of stuff because you yeah. got this big jacked guy who's gonna say that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Right, right, I mean, right, right. That's why it's just such a great, it's a great thing. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, where do you think all this stuff is gonna take you, bud? I mean, you've got a, a cool story. I mean, you've been through some things. You know, life slapped you around a few times, which I'm glad about, just because all the lessons you learned from all those. You know, where's all this going to take you? You know, you're going to go on the big stages. You're going to be, you know, the next whoever. I mean, where are you going with all this? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I really want, like I like I said, like what you're doing, I podcast, I'm launching soon. I'm super excited. Just the same thing, you know, have conversations, highlight the adversity people have been with. It's going to be called University of Adversity. <laughs> I love the great name. Thanks. Yeah. And, and, you know, just to be able to talk without any expectations, you know, I'm not there to like, oh, I want to make money from it. I just want to just talk and share and give as much value because that's what feels good for me. You know, even having this conversation, it feels good to just share value so that somebody out there can maybe hear it. And, you know, 
that's the thing is I just want to impact people's lives and I want to have, that gives me fulfillment. So being able to, yeah, getting on stage is something I really want to do. I want to speaking in front of people. I'd love to write a book one day, all these things that may seem crazy, you know, to some people that knew me before, but these are the things that, you know, I've written down and I, I want to do, and I, I just want to create and help as many people become free and, and, you know, to be able to live their passions and do the things that they want to do. And for me to do that, I have to really work on myself, you know? So yeah, that's, that's pretty much, you know, and I'd love to get into coaching again, back into hockey and, and really get into the, these young minds, you know, they, we don't realize that they're formed at such a young age. And if you get the right, you know, thoughts into them and, you know, they can become amazing athletes or people, you know, so. Black is Gary V. He's got one saying that I love, and it's the Ricky Henderson effect. When he was a little kid going to the game, and he's like, Ricky could have been pointing to anybody in the world, but he paused long enough and just pointed at me and smiled. And he's like, I remember that for the rest of my life. And I love the fact that you want to go back and teach because that's that moment is at young age when you can tell kids they're good enough. They're smart enough, right? They can, they can get after it enough. They can do great things. When they're extremely impressionable, they do. That's a huge thing. That's a really yeah. I mean, just because I remember growing up, there was just always limitations. If you didn't start playing at this age, you won't make it to the NHL. If it's not, you're one in a million make it there. You know, if you're not big enough, if you're not drafted in the WHL, if you're not drafted by the – all these things you tell these kids, it's like, well, do you actually think that they're going to they're gonna make it? And it's like that in life too. It's like that in business, you know, constantly, oh, it's too hard to make it in that industry. Oh, it's too hard. It's like, no, it's not. If you actually think you can do it and you put in the time, it can be happening. But so many people, so many times, like, these kids or whatever, even adults just get told that it's crazy and, and then they, they're not strong enough to understand that it can happen. So I really want to make a difference and, and help inspire people to make new decisions and to be able to understand that that fire inside needs to come out and you need to share that with people. You need to share that gift. So if I can bring that out of people so that they can help change other people's lives, that's, I, I feel like that's the most fulfilling life I could live. So. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, man, I got to tell you, dude, it's, it's been fun having you on here. This has been a hell of a ride, man. Thanks for uh, letting us take a peek into your world, and thanks for letting me be a part of your journey, man. I, I really appreciate that. Here's how I like to wrap up every show, and I do stump some people, so don't get ready. Um, if you were going to leave my audience of champions with a quote, a phrase, a mantra, a motto, something they can take with them on their journey, something they can pull out, especially when they're stacked up against it and they're trying to figure it out, what would be that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this. Well, I've, I've been thinking about – it's funny because we talk about Jocko, but I've been seeing in the back of my head, discipline equals freedom. But – you know, there's one. Oh, that's you did stump me on that. As far as because I know what's going to happen is I'm going to get off this conversation. And, and you're I'm like, boom! Think, that wasn't what I should have said. Like, hey, can we can we redo it? I got to think of next one. <laughs> you know what? One of my models that I have it. You know, just on one of my backdrops of my Facebook or whatever is is you know just find your passion and stay inspired. You know, for me, that was kind of that saying kept coming up into my head. Find your passion and keep that inspiration. So find your passion, stay inspired, do what you need to do, but always remember to remember like, you know, why are you doing it, right? Find your why. So yeah, you know, find your passion, stay inspired. That's, that's kind of what's jumping out at me. I know I have, I've got loads of quotes, <laughs> you know, I say, and, you know, just follow your heart, follow your dreams. There's going to be people around 
um, they're going to, you know, try and knock you off. And it's because they see something in you that they wish that they could do. It, I'm truly believing that. And, and it's like, it's almost, you know, we're going to have to go through that. So just once you find that passion, just keep that inspiration up and, you know, anything's possible. That's awesome, brother. There, Lance, thanks so much for coming on your show and sharing your story with us, brother. Thanks so much. It was fun. I could talk all day. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for listening to Donnie Success Champions podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our current guest today, or if you'd like to hear stories from our other guests on the show, come hang out with us on our website at successchampspodcast.com. I really appreciate you tuning in. If you need to reach out to me for any reason, you can catch me at Donnie at DonnieBovine.com. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success because that's what it means to be a success champion.